What's going on? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Hey everyone. How are we doing? I hope this week is off to a good start as we torpedo into the weekend. Um, before we get too far into this, because uh, I'll forget, let's start with prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we ask you to help us all to incorporate you into our daily lives by starting our day with you and translating your word into everything we do and to have the courage to be kind, compassionate, and loving to everyone we encounter during the day, whether it be our family, friends, or someone we don't even know. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm always going to keep remembering, because I need to keep myself accountable, and I hope you will keep me accountable too, for this semester, for school, and for just anyone, whether it's work or whatever. Just There's always someone you walk by every day that you don't know, that you bury your head in the phone, and or whatever, and you know maybe they bury it in their 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 head in their phone, and you just you don't even acknowledge them to to actually make eye contact and acknowledge that someone is there, right? It almost requires you then, especially if they make that eye contact back. As long as it's not one of these, like, oh dear God, I hope they didn't see me. Um, you just keep and say hi, and you know how how you doing? Or hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Have a great day. I'm going to keep saying that. I know you guys are going to get sick of it, but it can make someone's day. It can really just make someone's day. Or if you, if you can't find the words, just a nod. Anything. You know, it's just, it's how people feel better. I don't know. Maybe it's because I wish more people did it to me, and I wish I had the courage to, give it, to do it to more people. So uh, let's start off. I want to focus uh, today on three verses of the Bible. It comes after the Sermon on the Mountain to be added. It's Matthew chapter 5, um, verses 13 to 16. I'm going to read 14 to 16, but it's the similes of salt and life. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand, where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. So think about it, right? God didn't make us to go hide and be afraid of what other people might think about us in any way. If we're truly being ourselves and we're truly following God, that's all that matters. You can do not be afraid of what other people are going to say, even the ones closest to you, right? You don't don't hide. There's so many of us who have so many just great gifts, right, that we only reveal with the people who we're most comfortable with, which is great, but they already love us, right? They already know how freaking cool we are. You need to go give that to everyone because, as it says here, it doesn't say that others may see your good deeds so they can think how cool you are. It says that others may see your good deeds and glorify your Heavenly Father. Someone looks at you and thinks, that's Jesus. Or maybe as it's not as direct, they'll think, why are they like that? And they'll ask you, and you can tell them it's because it's Jesus. See how it can connect both ways. And it brings them closer to God. Again, the goal is to get to heaven, but 
let's bring some people with us on the way. Right? It's and it's it's scary. <laughs> I know it is. Trust me. I, I totally get that saying hi like that or being open or talking about our faith can be extremely intimidating. Right? But we're supposed to be a light to other people. Because it brings them closer to God. And it gives us friends too. It's one less person who we don't know. Right? It's more fun knowing people. To be able to say, hey, what's up, Beth? Nothing much, John. Have a great day. Not like that. Don't do that. That'll be weird. Please, just... Uh, but it's... So it takes that courage. And the reason, again, going back to my prayer, I started with saying how we must start our day with Jesus, right? So every day we wake up, we start with our prayer. Right? We thank Jesus for what we're thankful for in the day. We ask Him to give us some courage. We let Him love us. We find His Word, and we, we carry that through the day. Right? Because if not, your hearts, trust me, this happens to me, your hearts will be hardened. Right? You know, you read, in, read Exodus, right? And you'll see a hundred times how hardened the Pharaoh's heart was. You don't want that obviously look at exodus as an example of what what can happen but right, eventually you know that stranger that you pass will be someone who you'll go from not talking to right because it's hard enough to do that not looking at and you won't even have to try to ignore them anymore it'll be so second nature to not even acknowledge that there's a human being two inches away from you walking in the opposite direction because you let it slip Right, you've gone now. Instead of, it, it, it's almost this is. I learned this in one of my classes in my discernment class in Notre Dame. Um, about it was a topic in, in poverty, and it was it was the example was used with poverty, talking about Dorothy Day and how, um, the it was mercy and how Mary. <laughs> I hope you guys heard that, uh, but it, mercy. Right, the opposite of mercy is not. I'm trying to think. It's not evil. It's indifference. Right, because to to be that, you have to look at this person and choose to go by them. But if you actually at least see them, right. But if you keep going, you're just indifferent. I don't care about your situation, whatever. But if you show them mercy, obviously you acknowledge them and they they see you, right. But it's almost. I don't want to say this because this can get taken the wrong way and I'm getting too far off what I want to talk about. But like, it, when you look at the rich young man, okay, here we go. Rich young man, he came, well, Jesus, what? I follow all these commandments. What do I have to do? And Jesus says, give away your wealth and come and follow me. And the man couldn't do it. Jesus looked at him with, he didn't look at him angry. He wasn't angry. He, he looked at him gently. And... That's because the rich young man at least went to Jesus and said, what do I need to do? Right? What do you want me to do? Now take it to something else when Jesus healed the man with the withered hand. Right? He healed him on the Sabbath. Uh-oh, you're going to die, Jesus, because you healed someone on the Sabbath. You did work. The Jews, um, more so the, the high priest, they didn't like that. They were setting him up. And he got pissed at them. I shouldn't say <laughs> He got angry at them because... They let him walk up 
and Jesus knew what they were doing, but they didn't say a thing. They didn't say one thing. They were silent. They were indifferent to what Jesus was going to do because he was either not going to heal them. Oh, I guess he's not this all great healer. Or he was going to heal them and boom, they got him because he healed on the Sabbath. They were indifferent. And Jesus looked at them angrily. Might not see the connection, but we can't be indifferent because eventually our hearts will be hardened. And going back, the person you're walking by you don't know. It's going to stay that way, and eventually you won't even care enough to want to know them. Jesus is a sculptor, everyone. Every day you surrender to him, and you find his word, and you live joyfully in him. He takes his little hammer, and he slowly chips away at your hardened heart. Right? Every day that you don't, your heart stays hardened, and it starts to grow back. But he wants you to let him in so he can slowly sculpt you, and eventually, every day you're doing that, You'll be made into that perfect light whose deeds others will see and will think and glorify God. And that's the goal. Because we're supposed to be living disciples. We read about all these disciples and a lot of them and the saints of our time, they passed away. Right? But when they were alive, that's the reason that they're saints. And that's what we need to do. It can't be something when we're 80 and we know we're about to die, we just turn our lives around. Do it now. Please do it now, okay? This isn't a journey that's fun. Well, it's fun, but it, it's more fun when you don't have to do it alone, right? And so that's why I always like to say, let's talk. Talk to me about anything because it's, you know, relating. It's a community of saints that this is supposed to be. And I don't know. We, we, need, we need disciples now more than ever. And I'm not even asking someone to go and become a priest or a nun because I could ask that enough. John, go be a nun. I mean, John, go <laughs> go be a priest. right? And I don't know what I want to do. I'm just saying, start small and start saying hi to every person. To, you know, if there, there's obviously situations when you don't want to if someone's on the phone. Hello! I'm talking to my mom. Hey, no, hi, how are you? I'm supposed to say hi to you. This kid on YouTube, so he said say hi. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. But say hi to someone. Tell them to have a great day. Say, if you're feeling it, say, God bless. It's the worst that can happen. So I'm going to end today with a C.S. Lewis video. Because I don't want to go much longer. My niece, apparently, three years old, said I talked too much last time. I'm sorry, Emilia. My, my mistake. Uh, so I'm going to end with this. Maybe give us some courage. From C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. Already the new men are dotted here, and they're all over the earth. Some, as I have admitted, are still hardly recognizable, but others can be recognized. Every now and then one meets them. Their very voices and faces are different from ours, stronger, quieter, happier, more radiant. They begin where most of us leave off. They are, I say, recognizable. But you must know what to look for. They will not be very much like the idea of religious people, which you have formed from your general ideas. They do not draw attention to themselves. You tend to think that you are being kind to them when they are really being kind to you. They love you more than other men do, but they need you less. They usually seem to have a lot of time. You will wonder where it comes from. When you have recognized one of them, you will recognize the next one much more easily, and I strongly suspect that they recognize one another immediately and infallibly, 
across every barrier of color, sex, class, age, and even of creeds. In that way, to become holy, to become a saint, a living disciple, is rather like joining a secret society. To put it at the very lowest, it must be great fun. Everyone, this is a fun, joyful journey, and let's make it such. Let's become a living flame for all to see and to think and glorify God when they do. Last time filming from my basement, I head back to school tomorrow. Let's go, let's go Irish. <laughs> Hope you all have a great rest of the week, a great weekend. Always smile, pray, be kind. God bless everybody.